Okay, ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. Frankenstein, The Martian, Mulan, Lilo and Stitch. Okay, those are your options. Okay. The quote is, the flower that blooms in adversity is the most rare and beautiful of all. That is Mulan. Final answer, Brett? Lilo and Stitch, baby. Point goes to Daniel. Wait, are we allowed to guess the same thing? No. Um, Because I also thought it was Mulan, but I just went with something else. Also, I like how you said classic literature or Disney, and then you gave us classic literature, two Disney movies, and then The Martian. Well, I felt like The Martian was maybe fitting. Classic literature, baby. I hate you, bud. Okay. Are you all ready? Yeah. Hmm? Cinderella, Lord of the Rings, Moby Dick, Hunchback of Notre Dame. The quote is... I feel like it's just going to be Hunchback of Notre Dame. Do you also feel that? The quote is... I feel like it's going to be Hunchback. (laughs) All we have to decide is what to do with the time that is given us. That's Lord of the Rings. (laughs) Daniel just is too good at this. (laughs) Daniel's really smart. You gave the the most quoted quote from Mulan and Lord of the Rings. And then you tossed in a Matt Damon movie to compete against it. Is this from Lilo and Stitch? Or Schindler's List. <laughs> Ohana means family. <laughs> hey everyone, and welcome to Bookends with Friends. I'm your co-host Parker Moon. I'm when the stars shine bright, Brett Irvin. Wow, I'm uh, Daniel Phillips. I always get really surprised by... Brett's intro and it throws me off and I just have to say my name. I like I like I'm, I'm not the only the one that does it. Yeah, anymore. I kinda like the idea of only I don't know why Brett. we stop. You say it normally. Brett does something and then I comment on how good Brett's was. And and that's the thing. And then I say my name. Yeah, then maybe that's the way we're just gonna keep doing intros. I like, I like us all being creative. <laughs> well, this is a book club, uh, and we go over one book a month. We can be creative in this book club. Yeah, we can be, maybe. And this this month's book is When the Stars Go Dark uh, uh, by the wonderful Paula McLean. And we are on the second section of it. So if you read the chapters, it was 17 through 39, yes. I believe. That's cool. A lot of it was a good amount of book, but man, was it good book. <laughs> I like that. Thanks. I think, oh, I thought that was like, was that the New York Times preview of it? Yes. That's what I thought. <laughs> Five stars. I can't remember. It was a lot of book. What was it? I Big said, book? I said it was a lot of book, but man, was it... Good book. Good book. <laughs> I think... This sounds really dumb. This I'd be very bad at reviews. Great. I liked it. Um, but yeah, part two. You could put... Paul might put that on, on the book cover. You know how there's always like I reviews think, on the back I or think, the inside? Yeah, so, so on her second... On her second... Uh, this is a lot of book, but good book. Yeah. <laughs> On the second edition, Parker she's Moon, gonna book put that on the friends. front. She's not even gonna put like her like name or the title. It's just gonna be that. I think you'll probably do the foreword on that. I would love to on that book as it's well. It's gonna be the the movie screenshot paperback edition. Oh, sweet! The quote on the movie poster. Yeah. Um. Well, do you guys want to jump right into short stories? Yeah. Um, sure. Let's make it themed with the. Um, do you want to? Do you want to sneak right into short stories? There's not sneaking in this book yet. I feel like they're sneaking. 
Okay. Do y'all want to? Do you want to crime right into the short story? <laughs> I was just about to say that. I can. I can start because I have. Um... Do you want to sneak out of this intro window into the short stories of the night? Ooh, wow. Okay. Sure, Brett. That was beautiful. You're really firing on all cylinders um, tonight. Uh, I can start because. Do you, do you remember my last short story that was absolutely terrifying? Not at all. Uh, yes. The the cabin one. Yeah. The um, haunted house you stayed so in. So I had something more terrifying happen to me. Oh, no. Um, so uh, this is my worst nightmare. I went to, <laughs> I went shopping with my wife. And oh, God. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, that sounds horrible. Yeah. Really scary. Oh, geez. I went shopping with my wife. Oh. Um, and it was a small, it was a small clothing store. Not a lot of, not a lot of room to like move around. And you're a big, big man. A big so. guy. <laughs> this, so this um, to put this in perspective, I am 26 years old. And I thought you were going to say your height. No. I'm six <laughs> feet tall. I'm 26. Uh, my wife got a collection of clothing to go try on. So I'm in this store by myself. And I would like to go look at some shorts because it's summer and I need some new shorts. And so I meander over to the shorts section and there's a group of probably four to seven like eighth graders. Oh no, they make fun of you? And they were right by the shorts. Oh no! And I couldn't (laughs) physically walk over there Without you feeling their judgment Without on you? me feeling judged. <laughs> and so I waited until they, they left, left, which was like 15 minutes. Because I like, Cause you were I don't so know, I'm just like kind of scared of eighth graders. And I didn't know what to do about it. And it was really scary. That's so, it. That's, that's the whole story. Blood curling scream. At a cabin at night. Eighth graders. Your mom could have been in danger. Your mom could have been in danger. That's no big deal. No. Eighth graders. Yeah. Horrifying. Yeah. I mean, I get it. Yeah. Like, Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I'm, I follow it. But I like, I, there's, if it was like an, an adult, I could walk over there and oh, be yeah, like, hey, yeah. ex- excuse me. Right. I need to look at some shorts. But if you yeah. walk up to a group of like eight eighth graders and you say, Excuse me, I need to look at some shorts. I can just feel they're gonna, they're radiating judgment. Insults. That's when you say that's when you say, Hey, yo, no cap, gotta look at some shorts. Um uh what's just, what's other things that they, they're saying? Um it sounds like you're handling it really well. <laughs> yeah, right you now, say so I'm gonna leave you to this one. You say, Hey, uh what, what do they call it? Before, you, you, before you should let Parker handle it. Hey, fellow it. teens. Before I let you finish, yeah. would you do anything different? Would you wait or would you walk over and ask them? Like, because like I said, it's a pretty small store. Uh-huh. And so like they're covering the entire, like, it's right, not like the aisle. It's not like a belk. Yeah. Like it's there in. So the you would corner. have to, would you have had to say, excuse me to get by them? I could not. It was in the corner. I could not physically get to oh, the then yeah, I, I would have waited. Are you kidding me? Yes, I would have waited. No. Would you have waited? If, would you if, have if, if I had to interact with them to get them to to get to the shorts, then yeah. I, I walk up to them. I say, I like your cut, G. I smack one in the back of the head. You're going to smack say, an eighth grader yeah, in the back yeah, yeah. of the head. And, and then I say, uh, these shorts are, they got, they have drip. And then, and then I say, and then I say, no cap, right? And then I floss. And then... 
Uh, I think I'm I best think, friends with a pack I think of that's where you get them. We're right gonna move on with the uh, floss. Brett, how was your week? <laughs> can we revisit this later, though? Yeah, we can. Off podcast. Yeah. I want I want Parker to teach me how to approach this situation. Yeah, just in case it happens. Yeah, I need to know. The flossing, I think, is is the the key. It's good aspect there. Mine um, is about something that I was just doing today. It involves the uh, New York Times crossword. Have you, oh, get, do you guys have you ever done spicy. that? <laughs> okay, all right, all right. Go I'm ahead, sorry. make fun of me. No, it was just so sophisticated. I wasn't expecting that. Oh. Uh, yeah, I can. Hey, I have range. I can go from <laughs> no Mortal Kombat and Godzilla versus Kong to the New York Times crossword. Right. I didn't say. I'm choking on the water. Went down the wrong pipe. I didn't say I was good at it. No, it's fine. I just, we went from talking about being scared of eighth graders to New York Times crossword puzzle. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. yeah. I'm all sorry. Tell, me all, go on. tell me all about it. Um, it's really hard. <laughs> That's what I found out. Wow. Um, so. Toughy. I started, they have, uh, there's an app mm-hmm. that you can get for your phone. It's something that I want to start doing. I feel like, you know, it'll help me with vocabulary and random trivia sure um there's two versions you have to subscribe to get to the like the premium version the main crossword yeah that's daily but that's like that's the big one but they do minis that are free i'm pretty sure and that's like a really tiny one yeah my fastest time with that one was like just over a minute which i feel like people do that stuff like way faster it's not bad though but i (laughs) Right before you guys got here, I started to do a big one, and I am not doing well. (laughs) (laughs) And they rank them like there's a like a tag on each one of them to say like what difficulty level it is. Like each question or each puzzle. Each puzzle. So there's like every day the puzzle could be easy, medium, tricky. I'm not sure if there's a hard. There might be, but deadly. So I started. I think it was a medium one. Sexy. Um, Mm. and I was getting destroyed by it so yeah just a shout out to the new york times crossword what's a what's a question on the crossword that you are proud to know the answer to can you remember one? Oh, he hasn't gotten one yet <laughs> i can't remember any look i can pull it up real quick i the minis were a lot easier but the main one about the only ones that i've gotten were like Big event for high school seniors, and I got prom, baby. Nice, dude. Let's go. Um, really proud of cousin of the Adams family. Cousin it, baby. <laughs> I'm Brett's a big like, dummy. Like, guys, it's, it's football four letters. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it's been pretty tough. There's like stuck on a stake, impaled. Oh, God. But there's a lot that I'm like. Um, that's what it is. Candy with an insulting name, and it's like a twelve-letter word. And I'm like, I don't even know where to start. Um, Butterfinger. Is it Butterfinger? It's Butterfinger. Hey guys, why are you embarrassing me like that on the podcast? (laughs) It's Butterfinger. It is Butterfinger. Okay, fine. (laughs) You're gonna walk in next week, and Brett's gonna be like, "Guys, look at this Sudoku I did," and we're like, "Brett, that's a crossword puzzle." (laughs) Let me just put in Butterfinger real quick. Oh, it's actually a little one letter long. Is it Butterfingers? Yeah, Butterfingers. You know what? (laughs) I'm done. (laughs) End of my short story. (laughs) All right. No, but it's uh, it's 
it's really that's fun. Inspired, I think it'll uh, help, that sounds but fun. I that is a, I feel like that's a good thing to do to like keep your brain sharp. And I should do more yeah. things to keep my brain sharp. We're reading a book for a podcast. Oh, that's true. I'm pretty sure I thought about it because um friend of the pod, Carson, mentioned it the other day. Oh, cool. So cool. Shout out. Nice. So that's my short story. How about uh how about you, Parker? Well, while we're on um things to just keep our brain sharp. Mm-hmm. The other night, Maddie was busy. She had to work late, and I didn't have anything to do, so I was just perusing the old Netflix, mm-hmm. and I decided to uh, to go on a swim and go on this journey with this <laughs> with guy, my octopus teacher. With my octopus teacher, yes, it won an Academy Award. Yeah, it was a documentary. Yeah, um, and it was about this guy who spends like a year of his life diving every single day to to spend time with this certain octopus yeah and um she was very lovely and they bonded and he uh just you know followed this journey of her and and her life and how she used different camouflage techniques and tactics to survive in this ocean jungle and it was very cool and i feel like uh if you're looking for something that will just be like a feel good hour and a half story about feel good octopus content. Yeah, feel good octopus content. I give it an A plus. Well, one hundred. If you could spend a year of your life with a non conventional animal, Following what would it be? A non conventional animal. <laughs> yeah. Like so like not, not, like, not a, like a dog or a cat. Yeah. Um. Not like a domesticated animal. Dragon. Yeah. We're going to move on, Brett. Right, so <laughs> We're going to go with the crossword guy because he knows animals. Um, I'm like this guy. Butterfinger. <laughs> okay. Um, awesome. Well, good job, you two. Centaur. No, it's actually, no, actually a really good question. Um, I mean, I would say like it'd be cool to follow like a hawk, but they fly. I was thinking that. I was thinking that. Oh, I love birds. But, they, but you, bird. like, you couldn't really like follow. Yeah. I would say like a. You could um, follow an octopus. Well, maybe you can fly. It'd be cool to fall like a whale. I don't then like it being also, in it'd the be, ocean. It'd also be hard to access that whale. Not a not a killer whale either. I don't like being not in an the orca. ocean. I would probably pick like yeah, but you're with your whale friend. If it want to eat me, which it would, the whale know, probably like a grizzly. Oh, have you ever watched the documentary Grizzly Man? No, it's not very a good, good, not a good reference for. <laughs> for is that the people? documentary with? I mean, um, he does, he does he die does, and get eaten by a bear. Is that they the do one, have it recorded on audio. Is that the one with Leonardo DiCaprio? No, <laughs> that's Wait. the Revenant. Oh, <laughs> that's a good documentary. Oh, classic. Yeah. Um. No, it's uh, this guy lived in I think it was Alaska. Yeah. With with ba- with these grizzlies, and um, they ended up. Killing him and his girlfriend. Huh. Um, okay. I mean, what about like a capybara? Have you seen those? Yeah, capybaras yeah. are are cool. They're pretty big, and they um yeah. Capybara. They're cute. They smile. Cool, cool. Um, okay. Well, before we before we get into recap, like we do traditionally, I want to uh, take a moment to do some shout outs because shout outs. I got some good feedback and and some uh good support. We got some uh some like big feedback from someone really close to this book, right? Sorry, we'll we'll get to that in a minute. Yes, yeah, so yeah, okay, I was gonna save that one for last. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, that's great. Um, but the first the first shout out I want to give is to Deanna McIntyre, our good friend. 
Uh, she has been super uh, supportive of the show and she um, is moving. And so that's very sad news, but she's going to become a librarian. So she's going yeah. to get her master's. Um, so thank you, Deanna, for supporting the show. Thank you so much. Um, Best and, of luck. And go be a librarian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then another shout out. This comes from TikTok. Uh, it's for Nicholas Holloway, who is an author, and he just wrote The Loop. And it's, I actually should be giving the shout out to his wife, who messaged us on TikTok oh, and said, wow. hey, maybe y'all should consider doing one of my husband's books. So I don't know, you know what our schedule looks like. But I did just want to give a shout out because I thought that was very That's sweet awesome. of her. Yeah, um, and then That's also, really cool. this is a quick little blurb to say, go read The Loop by Nicholas Holloway. Yeah. Do it um, now. Yeah, do it. Do it. Uh, and then Paige Likes to Read, another uh, TikTok fan. She said that she was going to give the podcast a listen. Um, go check out her TikTok page. She's a great book talker. Uh, good content there. Um, this next one is for the entire state of Minnesota. Oh. Um, because I, I – and this one, this one's kind of out of left field. But I, I did notice just randomly this past Monday, we had 11 downloads of our podcast from Minnesota. From Minnesota. And we, I don't think we've traditionally really had many at all, but it was like all of our content that we put out so far, someone went and downloaded. So I, I forgot to mention in my short story, I did take a road trip to Minnesota um, and downloaded all 11. <laughs> uh, okay. So shout out Dan. Yeah. Um, but shout out to our mystery uh, follower in Minnesota. Um, yeah. I love you. And Thank you. Thanks, doing Minnesota. Stuff. And then, guys. The biggest news of all is Paula freaking McLean herself posted the author, the author of this book. Uh, uh, she reposted our story, which was just so sweet, um, and and shared it. And so, if you uh, are listening because of Paula McLean, that's so cool. Yeah. And also, thank you so much, Paula. Also, I don't want to say anything against Hank Green or Emily <laughs> Henry, but as of right now. Uh, I think Paul McLean is the best. You're uh, the one. Yeah, she she's the coolest and the best, and um, she's got my the number one spot got, in my heart yeah. right now. So yeah, she's got the votes. She's got all the votes. Sorry, so, other authors. Yeah, sorry, other authors. Um, Paul McLean is number is one. Our queen, <laughs> the queen of bookends queen with friends. P. Yeah, Paul McLean. All right. So recap time for part two. The recap. The recap. You have 30 seconds. Oh, good Go. luck. Good luck me. So a lot of stuff happened. Wait, have try it. Wait. Give me a give me a 30 seconds. Okay, <laughs> here we go. Recap time part two. Here we go. We left off. That's not going to work. <laughs> no, no. Do, do, I'm Daniel. Do it. Okay. Do it right now. 30 seconds. So Choose Emily, your words wisely. Okay. Clock starts now. Clock starts now? Now. Clock starts. I need you to tell me. Okay. No, no. Okay. Okay. Ready? Clock starts now. So Emily, uh, we left off with Emily um, at Emily's house. Holy crap. Bad start. Anna goes to Cameron's room and she finds out the window has been moved. And so she thinks Cameron left willingly. Flashback. Anna's mother overdosed on Christmas. Social services took Anna to foster care and they took Amy and Jason and Anna's step-siblings back to their mother. This is so hard. There's so many notes. I can't do this. I'm so stressed out. Please let me read normally. Okay. You can read normally. (laughs) Time. Was that good? Daniel. Does everyone know what happened in part two now? I feel I'm glad that everyone's caught up. Okay. I am really stressed out and sweating. Okay. Okay, so here we go. Normal recap. I have to find where I was. Um so Anna will go to question Gray Benson, uh Cameron's best friend, and then Gray kind of lets them in on a pretty sad secret that Cameron went to get approved for birth control and they found a lot of scarring, which may lead to some like childhood trauma for Cameron, maybe motive to run away, leave, whatever. 
Um, we find out another teen has gone missing, Shannon Russo. Shannon Russo was labeled kind of just as like a bad kid. And so Will thinks she just ran away. Will's not really worried about Shannon. Um, Anna goes to Cameron's school to question the teacher who was really close to Cameron. That was her English teacher, I think. Is that right? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it was he was really interested yeah. in Cameron's writing. Yeah. Um, Anna kind of weirdly uh, for me really like rules out the teacher as a suspect super quickly. Um, she goes to check out Cameron's locker. It's pretty much empty because of the investigation, except there's a poem taped to the side that I think is going to keep coming back. Mm-hmm. And then I'm just going to throw out my two cents here. Um, super weird part of the poem is that Cameron wrote, uh, I want my own will and I want to simply be with my will, which I thought was weird. Just saying it's probably regarding Will Flood, the sheriff. I think it's it's meaning Will as like Will and Testament. Double on but double entendre. Will the sheriff is my guess. But do they know each other? That's, will might. That's what he's saying. That's oh, you're saying Will? Okay, suspect. Sorry, I Will is a suspect. Gotcha. Um, that's not really a recap. That's, that's just my de- thoughts. Hey, that's some good that's, detective. That's why work. he's been. Ha- that's why he's been having such a hard time with the investigation. <laughs> that's e- yeah. exactly. That's some good detective work. Um, then we meet. Uh, uh, Tally, it's Tally, right? Yeah. yeah, Tally Hollander, the local psychic. We all have those in our mm-hmm. lives. Um, Me. Tally Hollander reached out to Shannon's family, the new missing girl, and tells them that Shannon is dead in, in the, the woods. woods. Yeah, uh, really nice message to receive. And then she also kind of reaches out to Anna and Will and basically tells them that Cameron is trapped in a really tight, dark space. Also creepy. Emily failed the polygraph, which Will just like forgot to mention i guess because he kind of brings it up kind of late she failed the polygraph about um questions regarding cameron uh then we meet rod frazier a new character um he's the fbi agent who's working polly's case the 12 year old that was kidnapped from her home in petaluma in petaluma yep so the they go to petaluma there's a whole kind of shebang going on in petaluma and rod offers to help with shannon russo's case uh via helicopter kind of searching the woods for a truck um there's a lot of tension growing between Will and Anna. Anna doesn't believe that Polly and Cameron's case is related, mm-hmm. and Will does. Will is dead set on this is the same guy. Well, he might not necessarily believe that, but he just wants he the wants resources the that the FBI has. Right, That's what right. he's saying. Okay. Um, Rod Frazier. Rod Frazier. We meet Drew, who is Cameron's uncle. Um, Douche. Yeah. Kind of sucks, right? Um, he's bounced back from prison. Was he in prison? No, he, he was he had he was allegations. Charges. Yeah. yeah, charges against him. That was it. Um, he owns his own vineyard now. And then that's like the tie-in to Cameron's scarring. If that was because of Drew, I feel like that's where that went. Uh, the point of that. Um, he's pretty like defensive about a polygraph. Anna gets a dog. That's fun. And the yeah. dog is super smart. Yeah. And um, also Anna climbs down into like beach. a beach and almost dies without the help of Clyde. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Clay LaForge. Clay LaForge. Um, Polly's father receives a call from Polly. Super creepy. She's really scared in a hotel room. And then they can't trace the call because they didn't have a tracker on the father's phone. Bad news for Rod Frazier. Bad news for Rod Frazier because like kind of should have probably been thinking about that. Um, And then we kind of end with Anna going to Emily to try to convince her to um go to the media about yes. Cameron. Yeah, so Anna and Will are planning to get more back. local support. 
because uh, they, they they see that how effective yes. it is for Polly's case, and yes. then also um, Anna and Tally. Or Anna has a scene where she goes to Tally and yes. they, they kind of talk, and I I really like that because she I she basically too. like Tally wants to help Anna. And Anna is very open to the idea of like mysticism and yes. psychics yeah. and their involvement in these so cases. So the last thing, it, it's not the where we left off, but it's the one I wanted to bring up at the end of the recap because I think it's going to be really big. But in the flashback, Eden says she gets images of people in distress. Mm-hmm. And so like, is that similar to Tally? Yeah, I think is that, that was... like a tie-in to Anna believing in like, Mm-hmm. psychic abilities or mm-hmm. as why she's trusting to tally yeah Did I, I, I read think, into that wrong no 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 i i think that, i think it was just yes I, th- I think that is the case like she's open to mysticism because of eden's Eden. yeah. um sensitivity to it as well and also sorry one last thing that yeah. you left out too uh the caleb run-in at the supermarket oh yeah i actually wrote that uh super sketchy creepy caleb yeah. <laughs> yeah. so very acting very stitious yeah he's pretty sus and now he knows that she's a part of the case yes and so so that's why maybe brett's guess my number one guess right so now let's put on our detective hats let's put on our trench coats Whip out the magnifying glasses. Put on our mustaches. Put on our mustaches. And twirl them at the end. And twirl them at the end. <laughs> Fill our pipes up. We are officially inspectors again on yep. the case. But there's not any, it's like fake tobacco. Yeah, yeah. We don't we want don't to support. promote yeah, 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 We don't want to promote that. Yeah. Um, good call. Thanks. Uh, so this, this, is a, this is a kid's podcast. Is yours family friendly? Is yours yeah. candy? Is yours filled with candy? Mine's a candy stick. Oh, it's a candy cigarette. Oh, yeah. I love that. Okay. God, those chalky things. <laughs> um, so we're on the case. So the case. let me hear y'all's thoughts on who who is our number who's our prime number one suspect? Creepy right now? Clay. Caleb. 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 Why did I not Cl- I love Clay? Clay. Yeah, I was gonna say Clay Sorry. is great. Clay's I love Clay. Clay's Clay. Creepy Caleb. Every every encounter, he's just and I get it. Like I feel bad. Mm-hmm. He has been through a lot, and mm-hmm. she does bring it up again. Mm-hmm. But also the fact that now he knows—I know he could be just—he's could be just the biggest red herring in the world. But like now, he also knows that now she's a part of the case, and she didn't want anybody to know that. And I feel like that could play in later into him knowing who to go after yeah. to so, protect his 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 crime. So as Hercule Poirot says, also what what if Will and Caleb? Are doing it together. Wow. Well, I mean, that'd be a good. What choice. if Will is on the inside, and that's why he's like, "Oh, I didn't think you would care," but he's really telling. That was like a slip up by Caleb, letting mm. her know that he knows. Will wow. is my number one. Okay, so, let's come. Let's work together. Nice. <laughs> okay, so what? So what I want to do. Let's be all about method. What, let's was put Poirot? let's put together. Yeah. So Her- Hercule He's all about method, right? That's how we. That's how he breaks yeah. down his cases. So let's put together our four top suspects right now. We already got Caleb and Will on there. I like to throw out Emily. Yes. Um, I don't think that she's really uh, that suspect, but there's still a mystery there to be solved. And until we can figure out more of what has caused her lie on the polygraph test, we, we have to investigate yeah. her more thoroughly. Right. Um, Wanda. I loved Wanda. <laughs> Wanda's great. Wanda's the... She's the, the bartender. bartender. Right. Who sassy gives, bartender. gives Cricket yeah. dog meat <laughs> and oh, yeah. like... <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, one is great. Yeah, sorry. That was that was my joke. Do we have a fourth? Do we want to say Drew? Do we want to say... I would yeah. say Drew over Troy. Drew over Troy, I yeah. Like Troy just, I feel like they're both just like douchebag red herrings. Yeah, like Troy, so Troy, the dad, is just like the worst. Yeah. He's and just then Drew is like 
seems like they what well, they said he's like the dictator of Napa Valley. Yeah. Where where was Troy through all of this? He, he, he went back to he went back yeah to yeah he he works for parent he like yeah. went back and then I think he just left. <gasps> At the, near yeah. the end of these chapters, yeah, yeah like, Emily says that he had to go ahead back okay, out of so, town. So, so this is good. We let's let's be about let's be about motive. But are, now. are there any outside parties who could still be? Could it be the psychic? Well, no. uh, I don't think it's a psychic, but I did have the thought that or you know it's be... a you know it's a tight dark space. What a wine barrel. <laughs> That's true. Okay, so so Drew. That's why I put Drew. Over yeah. And it could also be a third party that we don't know yet because they right. have connected you know they obviously they don't think it's connected but some of these other disappearances but, they say they don't yeah. think it is because the, the other guy just walked straight in and mm-hmm. took the took the girl and but before we get into motive we didn't say in recap that the the conversation with uh anna and tally basically was tally, is that that's her name yeah i keep forgetting yeah. her name conversation with anna tally tally basically tells her to figure out more about the russo case mm-hmm. to yeah f- Help yeah, her next. find Kim, right. which, yeah. which is like a pretty big right. part of it. Yeah, right. So, so let's break down. Let's break down motive and alibi. So, I think that uh, uh, Troy, he he obviously is a sexual deviant of sorts. He, you know, he's uh, apparently he's always kind of uh, never been faithful to Emily, and he and harasses he, all the women that work. Right, for him. he harasses women, and he he obviously has a thing for younger women but i would say it seems more like a power thing for him and it seems more um you know focused on on women within his job work yeah i I think i think his i i think he's a bad guy but i would not say that he's our number one suspect i don't think that he's capable of these with all that to Drew as well. But Drew's like the power, kind of like Red yeah. They're just like the douchebag red herrings. Like so, Drew's like a power. So I am I am concerned about Drew um, that he might not be totally clean. He was very defensive uh, against mm-hmm. the polygraph. polygraph. And I liked what Anna said about he He seemed to wield his power yeah. over women it's, in a very uncomfortable well, that's way. That's why you could tell. My, my only thing, my only catch with them is I feel like it's, it's not him, but the only thing that kind of led on possibly was how his wife was reacting how she almost wanted to say something but because he was in the room she she was kind of like trying to hint towards letting on to something but because he was there she you could tell that like their relationship that she couldn't she was afraid to say anything but she wanted to so it might not be them but they might have a really key piece of evidence yeah that comes into play later that's kind of like an aha thing. Yeah, yeah I, I'm waiting to see if these characters are just like side red herrings that you're supposed to guess, or like you said, if they all somehow come together to be like a part of like a really big picture. Right. Yeah, uh, so another thing that I wanted to, to point out, so kind of along the lines of how you said like, uh, Anna pretty much wrote off Steve right when she met him, the yeah. teacher. Yeah. Which you were like, kind oh, of that seems a little like she she really went with her gut feeling, right? Yes. There wasn't much, um, you know, reason outside of she just had Felt the it. feeling. Yes. Yeah. So I would say the same about Drew on the opposite side. She seems to have almost um, indicted him just because she doesn't like him, right? Yeah. Just, like before, and and he had which the so. right. This is com- completely justified. But it does make me wonder if Anna's past is tangled up some w- with something with 
her being mm-hmm. um, victimized by someone of authority yeah. or someone who, like, she thought she could trust within family. Because right. she it's almost like because he was her uncle, that Cameron's uncle, that mm-hmm. she was like, this guy is, like, something's Automatic. wrong. Automatically. Like, even, bef- even before they yeah. talked. So, um, which granted, I, I trust Anna's opinions and I, I think that, so, so that, I just want to keep that in mind. Uh, I, I think that Drew's definitely suspicious, but I, I don't think, I mean, his alibi seems good and I just don't know, um, with him, you know, with his work and with him and his wife and him having, you know, multiple employees, if that's something that is in the cards for Drew. Mm-hmm. Caleb. Um, alibi. Don't really know if he has one right now. They haven't really investigated him, so he hasn't had to have an alibi. Um, he's only been in town for like a year, and two of these crimes have happened within the past year. The June, the one back, they said one happened back in summer with the, was that the Russo? Russo's the new, yeah, the newest one. What's the, what's the one where they thought she just ran away? Shannon? Yeah, that's Russo. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Sorry, I understand. She ran away in June, and they just reported. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. That, that's what it was. But, but Caleb um, only came back right. very recently. Right. Yeah. I, I that I I don't so, think that's something to throw away. I yeah. think that's very no. Important. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Motive. Um. He could have. That could have been what happened to his his sister when they were younger, and Will. You know, bringing Will into the fold, he could have also been a part of that. Yeah. So they're protecting whatever secret weird thing that they have um they're the crime that they committed together or will cannot be involved at all and it could just be caleb um he also if he wasn't a part of his sisters he could have you know issues related to that and he, now he's back and he has a lot of money so he's probably bored because then he sold off all of his dad's dad stuff dad yeah. stuff but and he doesn't he didn't really have a reason why like that's why he moved back was to sell that stuff but he's staying yeah. so it's almost like what is why he doing here, here? Yeah. he's also obviously been super weird every time Anna's run across <laughs> him and he was super like oh you know I thought you were just kind of passing through when right. when he found out she was on the case so it's like he's been he's really interested in why she's still here right. can I make a case for Caleb's innocence yeah sure. Okay. He so, could. I could just be. I feel really bad because he could be completely innocent. I, I think we're on the right track of big red herring. Yeah. yeah I, I think. I think he's written to seem that yeah, way. Right. So I, I don't think right. that. And, and honestly, if I, if I'm in Anna's shoes, I'm keeping that tab open. Yeah. Um. But let me let me paint a picture for but you. But the reveal, my my the reveal could just be like that. The surprise could be that Will's involved. Like sure. he could be. It could be like a double red herring. Yeah. yeah. And Caleb was involved, but Will was also involved. Yeah. So let me paint a picture for you. You have an average kid who has a twin sister that he's incredibly close with. They've grown up their whole life. He, They don't have a good relationship with the dad. The mom's not in the picture. Uh-huh. So all he has is his sister. Uh-huh. His sister is savagely taken oh, from him. I'm, I, yeah, I said she had... Let me get there. Let me paint this picture. So, so his sister was savagely taken from him and murdered when he's young. He's psychologically traumatized right. by this incident, and he doesn't get along with his dad. I, I think this creates a case for him to be a little guarded against the world. And I think the point that you said earlier is of extreme importance. He was not in town for or in, in the area 
in the time of Shannon's disappearance. So if these two cases oh, are I thought related, he was. He's been back for like a year. Yeah, I, I, think he, I think he might be. Oh, I thought he just had come back. Oh, I don't know. I thought he had been back Wait, for a little while. I'm trying to because Will tells her he came back. I can't remember when he says when. Okay, well then maybe I need to console. Circle back. Yeah, we'll circle yeah. back. So, that. so, so I, I, I had thought, and and maybe I read this wrong, but I thought he had just come back recently and wasn't in the picture. So hear me out. His interactions with Anna, if I'm correct on that point, his interactions with Anna are he doesn't want her to work this case because he thinks that there is a sheep and or a, a wolf in sheep's clothing in this town that is killing women. And he's worried for her because he doesn't want her close to this monster because they were friends growing up. And that's one of his ties to Jenny, his sister that he lost. And he doesn't want to see the same thing happen to her. So I think his defensiveness for her being involved in the case could be noble in the, it, it, or it could be malicious. So I, it almost feels like he, sorry, go ahead. Just, I just wanted to make the case no, that I think it's a good guess. there is there is potential that all of his interactions with Anna have been out of concern that could be written for us to maybe think this is he's the unless he's doing it in like a my only thing is it's almost it feels more like ambivalence than like like he is being protective of her because he's almost just like oh why are you still here instead of being like hey this is dangerous he's doing the um, the snow shoveler bit from home alone. from home alone he's doing the snow shoveler yeah yes. so um all of that leads but yeah, I, perfectly I, yeah to bring uh, us home will flood my number one right under anna's nose right under anna's nose super close to home super he's close in to charge home. of the case yep he's he's the guy everyone goes to for answers let's look at some interesting points yeah so one he did not report or care to investigate further on Emily's failed polygraph. He, just, he was. He also didn't mention it right until way later. If if uh, it almost feels like he's trying to make this case have as few leads as possible okay. and as few like anything to grasp onto, so that people lose interest. And I think he is trying to make a big deal about the case, about how he doesn't have enough support with the FBI because he's super confident even if the FBI gets involved, he's not going get, to get found out. And everyone's going to be like, Will tried his best, man. He, he really tried out there. Right. He, 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 can, he can get the clues away. Also, if it, let's take a look at the, the fact that Anna keeps being the one to try to push for more community support. Mm -hmm. And he keeps saying, oh, no, let's be respectful of the parents. Yeah. Let, we should not really get the community involved. Let's be respectful of of Emily and Troy's wishes and, and not push down too hard again, you know, on them to, you know, come yeah. out publicly and ask for support. Also, I'm dead set on that poem. Man. And the poem. I, I think, dead to, set on I think that, that is beautiful detective work, honestly. It is. Well, to, it is it. to play Will's advocate, also him, you know, pushing really hard for support. Could have just him been him pushing really hard for support. Very true. There. That, that I'm just doing the, the opposite to, you yes. know, we're defending and attacking everybody. I love this. Um, the poem, I I think that's that would be that's a really Sketchy. cool that's a really cool breadcrumb. It's a really yeah. cool breadcrumb. Yeah, and it book. could it could be like the coolest like clue in the whole book, or it could just be like we like read into it. I which, wrote in my notes. I'm probably overanalyzing. This, right, it, but... it could be that, but <laughs> it also could be like the coolest breadcrumb. Also, he just seems. I think part of it is he just and he could just be playing kind of over his head. In over his head, but he just seems like he's like drowning in this work at this nice. point. Flood. So it's almost like nice, nice reference to the last name. <laughs> nice. Buddy. 
So it almost just seems like he all, he's also like the sheriff of a small town. So he also doesn't really know what he's doing. So it just seems like he's just kind of not great. And, yeah. uh, and Anna mentions at the beginning, oh, I thought like you were, you had all these goals. And he just like ended up staying in town. Right. And so maybe he's just like not really fit for the job. And um, so what I will say is he feigns the um, if if he is guilty. He feigns the like concern of yeah. the, his job right. and the, the pressure that is on yeah. him very well. But what I'll say is the other thing for the Petaluma case is he really wanted it to seem like it was connected. It's almost like he was trying to like because when he so wrote off this the guy, same, right? Because this, because yes. the, the the way that that guy attacked Polly, completely different mo, right? That hit the the way he went about it. They also had a description of him as being big, yep. like bearded and burly, and mm-hmm. so I think that that's another way for him to he could say, hey, you know, if we if if he could convince enough people that Paul that Cameron and Polly's cases were connected, Clears it would team. take him off of the suspect list. And then even close even off of that, Anna keeps digging in the fact that Cameron's case, there's somebody out there that has been building this connection with Cameron, building this trust with her, mm-hmm. where she goes to them mm-hmm. instead of like her family or right. her friends. Yeah. Right. And so like small town was the sheriff. Right. I um, think it was Clay um, the hippie who said that it could be anyone in the like in the town that's lived there for yeah. the whole time, like yeah. so, someone who seems perfectly good, who keeps all that evil inside. And once again, I have to come back to what I said last time. Ginny was very attractive. She was around his age. They made a mention that everyone had a crush on Ginny, it, and they were all relatively close friends. It would not be a stretch for me to think that that was his first kill that and his dad is the sheriff of right. and his, his dad, dad covered it up his name that's my full guess about will his dad helped cover it up yep mm, that, that's my full guess about sheriff will flood okay. so let's i i don't want to i don't want to indict anyone before we have more clues of course but mm-hmm. i think that i think that we're the we judge and the jury are waiting outside <laughs> We have a good we have a good suspect list. We got to be men of method. Men of method. We have to, you know. It's good. Yeah, I feel I feel good. All right, taking my mustache off, hats off, magnifying Eating. glass, just threw it away. Eating my candy stick. Eating the candy stick. You have to buy a new magnifying glass every time. Yeah. You suit up. Yeah. One time use. All right. So let me hit you with this before we jump out of the discussion phase. Anna gets a dog in these chapters. Cricket. And everything is made better with a dog. So let's just side sidebar that. I love that she got a dog. It's a smart dog. And it's a smart dog. So my question for you is, if Cricket. you could give Anna anything else to help her along the way to help solve this crime, what would you give her? Probably the, the New York Times crossword puzzle. Okay, to sharpen her brain. Yeah. That's a good idea. I would give her... Um... Or to, to, to occupy the killer... Long enough mm-hmm. to like arrest them. Catch Smart. Nice. Because so you know who the killer is, you get his email, and then you yes. send him the crossword. And you follow. make a clue of place where Cameron is. And they t- they type it in. So <laughs> you send the killer a piece of a cage every day, and then he finds himself <laughs> he trapped slowly inside builds of it. it up. Yes. I would give her um, Steve's notebook from. Blues Clues. <laughs> <laughs> I love that idea. 
Steve's not book from Blue's Clues. I like it. Yeah, she hasn't been doing a lot, a lot of, shapes. of flipping. Yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot of drawn to... shapes. Does she get the big crayon with it? I don't know what that is. Sure, a crayon. No, like I'm assuming it's a oh. it's a prop. <laughs> I thought he was saying he didn't no, know. Like, yeah, no, I assume it's a prop. I assume it's a prop from Blue's Clues. I, I yeah, that's what, really that's what he, that's oh, what he draws I in never, the book. It's, I like never a, watched, it's like a big crayon. Yeah. Yeah. I never watched Blue's Clues. Well, I just know there's a notebook in it that flips. Yeah. 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 Nice. Are those good answers to your question? Yeah, that's will fantastic. That, will that help as much as her dog? I mean, like a flashlight, okay. a magnifying glass. Candy sticks. A cloak and a hat. To fake tobacco. I would give Did her, you already see Candy Six? Dang it. I would, I would give her Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh, yes. Good. That's I good. would give her episodes of Murder, She Wrote. Oh, nice. On DVD. On DVD. <laughs> On DVD nice. So she can watch, because she's not sleeping a whole lot. Yeah. So she can watch that. But if she gets tied up in the forest at some point later in the book, Benedict Cumberbatch can cut, him, cut her out. With his jawline. That's a good point. I was wondering. Yeah, that was great. Ending. My my that was great. my thing was gonna be big sword. I just feel like big sword like is a always two handed like, like just big sword. Just like braveheart. Just sword. a straight up claymore. Yeah, she's got a dog now. She just needs big sword. But now that you say Benedict Cumberbatch, his cheekbones are pretty sharp. Mm-hmm. That's just as good as big sword. Yeah. You, she could hold Wait, him she by could the hold feet. Benedict yeah, Cumberbatch. Hold, and it's going to swing around Benedict Cumberbatch by the feet. Use him as big sword. Yeah. Benedict Cumbersword. Big big sword ditch Cumberbatch. Ben, yeah. I like Dan. Ben, 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 bitter sword Cumbersword. <laughs> uh, sword addict. Uh, sword addict. We're into something. Uh, big. Bigger batch. Benaclay Cundermore. Yeah. Keep going. You guys got more? Bend, bend that sword. Slice a bitch. <laughs> okay. okay. I like that. Bend, bend that sword, I cut like a bitch. It. Okay. There you go. Yeah. That's mm. a good one. So we combined answers. Yeah. Yes. And then he's holding a notepad. Oh. Yeah. Wait. Okay. Now is that, is that, no, no, is cr- that crickets, crickets holding the note. <laughs> is that cheating? Up until now, everything about what you said it's is fair. real, fair realistic, fair, actual can happen. But him also holding a notebook, I don't buy it. I don't, yeah. I don't buy it. Cricket, though. He's holding cricket a notebook, holding but he's illiterate. Wait, okay, I changed my answer. Jetpack. Oh, that would help. She could fly around above the trees to help find. Jetpack, yes. No, no, jetpack for a cricket. F- <laughs> yeah, I like that, too. More clays. Oh, clay the, the forge. Yeah. The more, yeah. I was like, yeah. more dirt? Just bags of dirt? <laughs> Just bags of clay. Yeah. Loose clay. I feel like that's... Jars the, of clay. That's the, the agency. It's Anna, Clay, and Cricket. That's the agency right there. Oh, yeah. He's like the front desk guy that is like, gives her inspirational quotes. Mm. She's the brains. Cricket is the muscle. Nice. And the, the cute dog. Did y'all I, also look up German Melanoy when you... Uh, what was that? Is that the type of dog? Yeah. No, no I, I didn't. Or I think that's... I don't know how it's pronounced. I imagine a shaggy dog. No, it's it's literally very similar to a German Shepherd. Oh, Like, cool. it, it must be within the same family, obviously, from the name, but they My look. mental image is going to keep being a shaggy dog. Okay. <laughs> I was thinking, like, a chihuahua. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> a little cricket. Anna sounds uh, very ready to solve this crime with um, Benislice Gunderstab. 
Um, <laughs> but she needs one more. She needs one more thing to help her out. What's, What's that? that? I think that is an author's note. Oh, from our good friend Brett. Yeah, I got that author's note for us and for Anna to solve this crime. Nice. Um, it's actually um really cool insight on how the uh, the book was written and how Paula McLean writes. Mm-hmm. Um. So it's from it's based on an article that she wrote in Real Simple magazine in 2011. It brings a whole new level of ethos to how she wrote Anna's upbringing and Cameron's as well. Um, so Paula grew up from the age of four in foster care. Oh, really? Um, yeah. So they moved around a bunch of times. It was over a 14 year period. Um, her and her two sisters were moved around a bunch of times. Oh, shoot. So she, so the article is her writing about just like her experience in motherhood, mm-hmm. but it's really interesting to hear, you know, how she explains her upbringing with comparing it to like how Anna, yeah. it, it's wild how like Anna describes like her upbringing and Cameron's as well and how Anna knows so deeply how the, like the foster system works and how it can like spit kids out. And it's just it's it's so yeah, it's like powerful yeah, that wow. Paula wrote it from like legit experience. Um, she wrote a book called "Like Family: Growing Up in Other People's Houses." So check that out and check the check the article on Real Simple out. Um, one thing she mentioned in the article that was you know especially emotional that's also in the book is when she mentions when her and the kids got found by the cops, this social worker came in and was just throwing their stuff into garbage bags. Yeah. yeah. She mentions that in her article where oh, she says, wow. like, growing up, like, they went from foster home to foster home with just closing their clothes in, like, garbage bags. And wow. I was just like, whoa. So, like, that's, like, such a powerful thing. But she, the the really cool part about it, and I'm just kind of pulling from the beginning of the article, she goes on to explain, like, motherhood uh, her experience, but she um, she says she used the frustration and disappointment from not having a family embrace her and her sisters and swore that she would become, and this is a quote, she said, the mother she had endlessly been denied, loving and lovable, poised to kiss and bandage, bolster and encourage. Oh my God, that's Which so I thought was awesome. like so wonderful. So she was so used to just being like turned away by people that she said, I'm going to take this like emotion and like disappointment and frustration and turn this into like positive. I just want to be like the best mother that I can be. Wow. Um, Paul McLean, the queen of the book. Yeah. So I encourage everyone to go read the article. It's awesome. Um, Yeah. But yeah, so it's just, it's yeah. As if we needed any more reason to love Paula McLean. Right. Exactly. So yeah. She can be be the book club. She can be our, our book club mom. Yeah. The patron mascot. Our pod. No, our podcast mom. Yeah. 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 So Pop, it was, it was really, really powerful article. Paula, awesome. you're awesome. Wow, that is, man, that's really cool. Yeah, great author's note. So, Dan. Yeah. Well, that's me. we're going to bookmark it right after this. Okay. But first, Dan is going to give us what chapters we're reading next. I would have passed it to Parker. What? <laughs> don't do that. Wait, what? I don't know what chapter. <laughs> he wasn't ready. I, I oh, just, God. What chapters know, are we reading? I just told him. Let's see if he was listening. No, I'm sweating. I don't remember. <laughs> It was starts with a forty. Okay, forty because so, we yeah. ended at thirty nine. So we're plus thirteen. Fifty three. Thank you, Brett. We are reading <laughs> chapters forty through fifty three. It's just part three in the book. Mm-hmm. There's four parts in the okay, book. Okay, cool. So just part three. Parker knew it. It's a lot shorter. It's like this. it's like seventy pages. Yeah. Oh, easy peasy. You can read seventy yeah. pages in a week. B- big week two. 
Big and we're just deal. taking it. We're just we're just coasting. Taking yeah. it nice and easy. Such is life. All yeah. right. That's right. Yeah. We're just coasting. Cool. We'll read to chapter. Yeah. Read to chapter fifty-three and That's read it. through <laughs> part three. And we will discuss next time. Also, uh, remember to send us in questions, discussions, thoughts. Who you, who you think who done it? Who you think who done it? Be a part of the investigation with us. If you want Ship Shepley to come back, if you want Ship Shepley to return, put on your trench coat um, and and join join our, the investigation. Yeah, but but where can I do that? Yeah, how can they reach us to give yeah. us those? We always have to save questions like that to you because we you don't. don't, you can, don't I can't remember. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah. What, we've been doing, guys. We've been doing this for over ten episodes. Huh? We're like, I know, I know the Gmail, but I that's for you know, you know that saying they say if you do anything for ten hours, then you're an expert. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I study that that saying for ten hours. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, um, <laughs> I forgot the statement already. Yeah. Well, so you can Gmail us or email us rather at Gmail. Uh, it's bookendswithfriends at gmail dot com. Uh, we're on oh, Twitter right. now. I remember. I don't think like anyone follows us on Twitter, and That's I also fine. don't really love Twitter. But we're at we're on Twitter, so it's at bookendspod. Uh, we have an Instagram bookends underscore with underscore friends, um, and then we also are on TikTok, of course, uh, at bookends with friends. So find us at all those places. Interact with us. Be a part of the book club. Um, because this is this is all for you, and we want to make it good for you guys. And if you um, like listening and, and want us to keep making it, let us know. Yeah, um, indeed. Yeah. Nice. I'll remember next time. Don't worry. You're going to, okay. We ne- You know what? Next time, only Dan is going to read it off. Yeah, I got it. Don't Good. worry. I'm I'll remember, I'll remember the time after that. Yeah. All right. So are we bookmarking it? <laughs> bookmarking it. We're bookmarking it. All right. Does anyone want to? We're putting a pin in our investigation. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Put we have, we should come up with a new one for each book. Put, oh, oh, whoa. Okay, yeah. put we're putting a pin in this investigation. Yeah. For now. For now. You're looking at me like you're waiting for me to say it. Yeah, I am. Yeah. Never forget. You're the only one that forget remembers this part. Never forget. Yeah. The real crickets. Okay. Were the were the pups. Yeah. Were the chihuahuas. Were the chihuahuas. We befriended along the way. Oh my god, that's beautiful. So sweet. Thanks.